we're live here at the Lucky 13 Podcast. What up? We got so right now Frankie's late. So we got uh we got our barback Jamal in the house. What up, Jamal? And we got D Rotten. Yo, 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 yo. And then we got D Rotten who's behind the scenes. The voice. Yes. And uh Frankie will be here momentarily, I guess. He picked a great time to go get the fucking laundry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's a clean. He's a clean guy. Oh yeah, he's a clean guy. He is a he is a compulsive hand washer. Um, believe it or not, as filthy as he looks, he is a fucking compulsive <laughs> hand washer. And he should be because he fucking picks up shit off the floor. I'm like Frankie, you can use a fucking dustpan and broom for that thing. And so he's, he's, like, he's like that guy from Bobby's World. I don't know Bobby's that fucking World. Fucking about the comedian with the bald fucking head. I forgot he, he did the fucking cartoon voice for Bobby's World. I don't know. Fuck man, I can't remember his fucking. Hold on, give me one second. He's like, he's like Pigpen from fucking Charlie Brown, <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like a clean version of that, I guess. Yeah. Pigpen with clean hands. Yeah, it is. Pigpen with clean hands is fucking Frankie for you. Uh, but so Melody was gonna come in, but we're not. Melody's too busy, so I'm not dealing with Melody right now. Um, so, Howie Mandel. Yeah. Uh, all right. All yeah. right. Howie Mandel. He's a germaphobe. Is he a germaphobe? And he's he is bald now. I wouldn't have thought yeah, of that. Yeah, they some some comedian asked, they were like, Well, how the fuck do you fuck your wife? He's like, She goes on top. <laughs> uh, well, whatever. I don't know. Frankie's kind of a germaphobe, I guess, with his hands. But I think it's always Frankie's just excuse to stop working is to go wash his hands. It's 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 logical, bro. Nowadays, man, you know. Yeah, well, he makes was, sense. That's how, listen. He never got COVID the whole fucking time. He never got it. Fucking because he's always washing his hands. It man. is. He's a smart man. <laughs> I mean, uh, yo, I got a funny Frankie story for you though this week. So. Um, so it was on April Fool's Day, and I think he did this subconsciously, not realizing what he did, but kind of realizing what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were these two, Friday. There was two. There was two uh, like Irish guys sitting at the bar, and they're like, "Yo, you know, we're out kind of making the rounds around the fucking neighborhood. Is there any other cool bars in the neighborhood?" Yeah. And uh, Frankie's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, there's this cool bar up on Fifth Avenue called Gingers. You got to go up there and check <laughs> out Gingers." And Jamal knows because it's a fucking lesbian bar, <laughs> and and like as they're walking out, he's like, "Yo, happy April Fool." you know so yeah they go up and a couple hours later they come back they're like um so that was a really uncomfortable experience (laughs) (laughs) they went and sat at the fucking lesbian bar and ordered some drinks and 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 uh yeah got looked at not so nicely so really yeah yeah now frankie's arriving but yes he did this and and he says that he did not do it consciously he's like i didn't do it consciously he's like no i would never have done that but in the back of the head his head he knew that it was a lesbian bar <laughs> and i say good for you frankie i thought that was fucking hysterical hey, you got them bro april yeah. fools yeah here's frankie what happened well, i was talking about you sending those guys to the lesbian bar yeah. <laughs> on April Fools. April Fools. Go to get some fucking yeah, well, he sent them to the right place. There was women there, bro. Yeah, there Thank was. you, D. Thank you. No, that was my bad. I did a homer. Yeah. Nope. But they did not want uh them in there. So listen, so we brought Jamal on because I figured he oh listen, he's here on Monday, Tuesday nights, and then he's here other nights and stuff like that. He's Jamal's always around. But he's got a million stories too. Because dude, every night there's something stupid going on here. <laughs> and like you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and it's still every fucking week something is just like, oh, like I've I've never heard this before. Like, you know, uh, fr- uh, Friday, uh, there was a guy, there was a girl came in. I mean, this afternoon shit. You know, some girl comes in, and there's you know four or five people sitting at the bar, and you know what you're walking into when you walk in here. You know what I mean? Nah. And she's like, uh, asked the bartender, and she she's like, can you? Uh, 
Can you put some different music on? <laughs> no fucking way. She, yeah. did, she, did she look at the walls, man? Yes. And it wasn't like she had like some black metal on or some crazy death metal or grindcore or anything like that. She had like old school Judas Priest on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. And it was like, and even like the, my bartender Claire was just like, um, you know where you are, right? Like even her father apparently who was next to her, he was like an old man and she was like in her thirties though. But he's like, um, he even said, he's like, uh, don't you see where you're at? You know what I mean? You're not going to get a quiet little fucking, and she even said, she's like, well, what can I put on for you? And she's like, I don't care. I get migraines. And I was like, well, you're in the wrong fucking place. Yeah. What does she want? Like ABBA or something? I don't know. I like ABBA. I'm yeah. not saying there's nothing wrong with Abba, but I mean, you know. I know. Look at the decor. Look yeah, at the you decor. Know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're not playing. It's not a mellow rock bar. <laughs> so, and Jamal just said some guy was in here last night fucking being a weirdo. So, go ahead, Jamal. I mean, I'm not to put you on the spot and don't be nervous. Nah, Whatever. Not nervous just, at all. I just, just don't even know what, start, what story to start with. <laughs> I, I really want to start with, a, what was that, St. Patrick's Day? Well, okay, I didn't hear the story. Uh, no, you didn't hear the story. You were, you were here. Was I here? I don't remember. <laughs> See, do, you rem- do you remember St. Patrick's Day? What happened St. It was Patrick's kind of Day. like a crazy night, and you had showed up, and you're just like, hey, oh, I heard, yes. there was a, heard there was a little mess in the bathroom. Can you just go check it out with the mop? So I go, yes. and I open the, the women's bathroom door, and like, I kid you not, there is shit from floor to ceiling. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is a fucking joke. Like actual like, shit. And what's funny about it, though, like... So when somebody came out and said, hey, man, you might want to send somebody into the bathroom to mop up the bathroom. I'm like, you know, somebody probably puked all over the fucking bathroom. I can't even go in and look because I fucking start gagging immediately. Mm. Um, so, but I have to say, when you, uh, the look on your face, <laughs> when you opened up the fucking door and turned around, like, eyes this fucking wide, like, what the fuck? With a mop in his hand. <laughs> and I had to, I put the mop down. You don't need to a bigger mop. I had, I, had to, I had to go get the garbage can. I had to get some rags. I had to get a mask. Oh my and God. It, it was literally just oh, shit, shit from floor to ceiling. I'm like, how does this happen? And I just kind of analyzed it. I was like, okay, so this chick had to be like so drunk that she just fell off the toilet and kept going. <laughs> like, everywhere, literally everywhere. It was insane. And like, it was to the point, like, I just started like laughing uncontrollably because I didn't know what else to do. And then uh, people were like, oh, like, what's wrong with this guy? I'm like, what's wrong with me? And I just opened the door. They're like, oh my God. Like, and it was just nuts. And I came, by the time I got out of the bathroom, there was, there had to be like 13 shots lined up for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To the point that I think Melly just gave me like a cup of Jaeger. And somebody just said, somebody said to give this to you. And I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) I would. Uh, Listen, if it wasn't for fucking guys like Jamal, I, I couldn't handle it. Like, I can't handle it. Like, I fucking. Uh, like so, like a couple of weeks ago, somebody puked in the urinal. Uh-huh. <laughs> I cleaned that. And and well, they no, they they. It was literally like some girl just popped in there, threw up in the fucking urinal, and comes running out. And and I'm like, ah, and I'm and I'm like, all right. And I hate asking these guys constantly, but like, you know, I got to man up a little bit sometimes right. and whatever. And I tried going in there for a second, and I was like, <laughs> no, nope, do it. Nope. Came out like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you, Jamal, for fucking yeah, dealing with that. Yeah, kind really, of shit. thank you. Andy's got to deal with crazy lunatics coming in here. On you know, he's here on Monday, Tuesday nights. We don't have a fucking bouncer here that night, so he's got to deal with throwing those guys out of here too. So yeah, this even like even last night, this is guy man. He's he's always on one, two, and three or whatever he's doing before he gets here. His mouth is all moving crazy and all that. But every time he comes in here. His car gets declined. Yeah. And he comes in like with the strangest person that he says, this is like my best friend in the whole world. And, and then they're, when they're ordering drinks, they're like, oh, this gentleman is buying me a drink. I'm like, do you even know <laughs> this guy? Yeah, they're yeah. really close. 
Yeah, and there's there's this guy like him. There's this other guy that we call Tim Burton. All right. If uh, if Tim Burton drew himself, oh. <laughs> but like one time again, he came in with this guy. He's like, "Oh, this is my best friend in the world." And he's like, "I just met this guy at another bar. He asked me if I want to go to this really cool club, and here we are." Awesome. It's like, you know, it's it's always fun though. It's never it's never too crazy on a Monday or a Tuesday. And it's what? never boring though. I mean, nah. well, I mean, there's moments where I know where it gets whatever, but there's it's. I know how it is. Like it's always fucking something, and every week it's a new, like, new. Like, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened this week, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> if you get bored doing this at any point, you're in the wrong line of work. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, like, I used to work in a psych hospital. One of the things we used to say anytime somebody, oh, what's it like over there? Never a dull moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never well, now it's kind of just a different kind of psychiatric. Now, when you were in a psych hospital, did you see? You ever see somebody shit all over the fucking bathroom? Yeah, I've seen someone <laughs> shit all over themselves, smear all over themselves. I've seen much crazier shit. So this is nothing. The difference is uh, they were all on medication. Everybody out here is on all kinds of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of the people here they're on medication also, but it's not prescribed medication. Yeah, Self medicated. <laughs> Self medicated. Yeah. 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 So how'd you go from the psych? So and the psych was not long before you started here also right yeah i was over there for five years i Ouch. took like a break yeah. after that you, you kind of need a break after dealing with what i deal with over there for five years and funny enough i was talking about this the other day where the first job i thought i wanted after that is like i'm gonna go be a librarian like the quietest <laughs> nice and quiet yeah. and of course i realized after like half a year like nah that is not what i want to do at all yeah no and, and that's a lot of schooling to go to be a librarian i had also. no idea yeah, yeah i was like oh wow you have to be a historian yes. to do that and i was yeah. like okay not for me and do they make decent money though i guess like a little bit more than a teacher i guess if they make any money at all yeah no but i mean yeah it's a lot of schooling to be a fucking librarian really so you have to be like jeopardy yeah, smart? to fucking alphabetize books yeah <laughs> you have to f- be jeopardy smart to be a librarian you gotta know your shit and i imagine it's not an easy job to get into nowadays because there's not a lot of fucking libraries opening up all around the yeah. you know not everything's so. on fucking line go to amazon book.com excuse my it's like people that say they want to be vets you know what I mean? They're like, yeah, I'm going to go to school to be a vet. And they realize what's involved with it. And like, yeah, no, no, I'm good. Uh, it's, it's like the same when people say, oh, I want to work in a psych hospital. I'm like, yeah, it's not like the movies. Yeah. It's not like the movies yeah. at all. Jack Nicholson's not a patient there. It, dude, there's got to be a lot of people. There's gotta, it's, that's got to be a fucking hard. Where was this? Um, on 76 in New York. All right. In the city. All right. Oh, they exactly. just have it right there in the fucking middle of the city? So it used to be very low-key because back in the day, a lot of celebrities used to go there because they had an eating disorder ward. And also, okay. like, a, I worked in a dual-focus award. So that's mental health issues with substance abuse. It's mm-hmm. literally, like, the worst of the worst. That's why not a lot of people didn't know about it. I, was, I would shoot out the name, but I don't... You know, I don't owe you guys anything. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's it was a crazy time. My first weekend there was like unbelievable. To say like, okay, this this is not like the movies at all. Um, <laughs> what were your hours like? What were, oh, was it morning three to three to twelve, Ooh. three p.m. to twelve every single day. Wow! I started there when I was nineteen, and I almost worked through all of my twenties there. Wow! Yeah, I left when I was about twenty-five. All right, I think. But even when I was working in there, all I ever thought about was music, and yeah. I would. Uh, we didn't have a, a music therapist at the time, and like when the floors used to get really, really crazy, I would just bring my my guitar in and just play acoustic for like the patients, and it really made a difference. Yeah. Until they got a music therapist, and I, I still have this uh, this petition that patients made for me to run a group, and like you know I'm working with a 166 pe- uh, sick people. Yeah. And they all somehow got together. 
and sign this thing for me to like to do music for them and stuff like that. And I have a copy of that like on my fridge. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, nice. it was really nice. Because I got called down to administration. All these patients wrote a letter about you. I was like, Damn, what did I do? <laughs> and, and that's what it was. They were requesting for me to do a music group for them. And you helped every, them. Every patient signed in. I was like, this is nuts. And I still have a copy of it. Did you ever do it? They, they never approved it? Um, they had a music therapist at the time, but I ended up getting like a... Every other like two week, I would do a group for them because everybody was looking forward to it. That's cool because they never had it, and I was there for five years. For like the first three years, I had to do a lot of things that they didn't they didn't have. Like right. I wasn't like security and everything when I was there. I'm also six one, and all the nurses were like you know four foot Filipino ladies. Right, right, right. right. So. Ugh. Did you ever have to deal with anybody like fucking like some like big fucking Michael Myers looking motherfucker? Absolutely. Or anything? Oh, mm. I will say in all the years that I ever worked there, a patient raised their hand to me one time. Yeah. And it was a guy that was really, really sick. And even, and in his sickness, he apologized the next day. Oh, wow. but like nice. I've been to like riots and all this other crazy stuff. Like the biggest dude I've ever dealt with. What the fuck three- are they rioting at? What are they? What are they? I mean, dude, that's it's not it's not like the movies, man. It's not like we used to get patients from Rikers that said this place is worse than Rikers. Wow. And at, and at times, at times it was. What? I'd be terrified. I Rikers is a- fucking bad from what the stories these motherfuckers said. I wouldn't last fucking an hour there. Yeah, but at least in, in Rikers, I mean, everybody's fucking locked up for the most part. Uh, you know, uh, there's, there's cages there and you can do lockdowns and all that kind of shit. I imagine it's not like that there. Oh, you know? mm-hmm. It's called a seclusion room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one of those on every unit. But they're all together. No, not all together. Okay. Like, the seclusion room can only be one person. Oh, okay. But there's times where, like, you use the seclusion room when medication isn't helping. Oh. And you don't want to chemically restrain a patient. There's only so many sedatives you can give in a single day. Yeah. Mm. And then sometimes the seclusion room don't help either. There was this one time, man, it took 12 of us to take this guy down. Big boy. Uh, he was six foot six, pushing four hundred pounds. Oh my god! Well, what do they what do they call, what do they call that? Like I know they have that. There's like a term for it when a fucking stallion. When, mm. when <laughs> like when somebody's a fucking, dinosaur. I know they have a term for it. My friend works at the airport, and I know when they have a person who's such and such that like out of control. I forget there was a name for it. Um, but I imagine like some of these people who are like either medicated or you know mentally ill also too have fucking strength like crazy. You know. So, oh yeah, that's. Man, I know the Honestly, politically incorrect way of saying that. Yeah. <laughs> but anytime somebody came in on PCP, not only did he have to be handcuffed yeah. to the uh, the stretcher, like he needed cops with him because it's superhuman strength that they have. Yeah, yeah. And like there was this this one guy, he wasn't. It's like he was sick, but there's also people coming here to game the system. Yeah, and it, along with their sickness and substance abuse problems, this guy was six foot six, pushing four hundred strong. Wow! And he just decided he wanted to fight one night. And I was on my lunch break because I I used to never leave the hospital on my lunch break because there's codes get called and everything like that. Yeah. And I just go running upstairs because they call a code and like everybody's surrounding him. He's just like, yo, I, I want to fight. And it's like, man, this is the kind of dude that if anybody takes a hit from this guy, <laughs> you're going down. Yeah, you're you going hurt. down. And he's just, he started spitting on people. And it's oh, just like, man. all right, we got to take this dude down. And it took 12 of us man. to get him in a seclusion room. We close the door. We lock him up. And within 30 seconds. I'm smelling something And this other guy That I'm with We're smelling something We run to both Like the unit was like a square Yeah He went to one end I went to the other end We smell like smoke Fire smoke smoke So we get back to the seclusion room And he had lit his clothes on fire And he's just in there like Now y'all gotta open the door Oh shit And we're like 
Man. That's fucking scary. <laughs> That's fucking terrifying. I actually cannot say what happened next. But we had to get the door open and we had to, you know, take him down. Like, we had to pull patients out of their room that either couldn't leave the room or never left the room because the day room is fireproof. Yeah. We had to call the fire department. We had to call the CEO. We had to call the police. It was insane. And, you know, trying to wrangle that fucking, those kind of people in that condition has got to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, and the the police had to take him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, he gets processed and everything and brought back where? To a psych hospital. Right. And then he's admitted to Oh, the irony in that, right? What are the odds? Yeah, that's nuts. But I have stories about that forever. Uh, that's just a single night. And we used to call nights like that full moons. Uh, because you go outside after all of that, and it's a full moon. And you wonder why. Like, hey, maybe that's why they were so agitated, the patients. I don't Not know. A lot of the time, that's what it is for some reason. Listen, I know it's a difference here when, when there's a full moon. I see the change in people, like the fucking weirdos coming out. The weirdos come out here around a full moon and rainy nights for some reason. Hmm. It, like, uh. the, it brings the fucking weirdos out. I imagine it's... Yeah, that and I guess like the Mercury retrograde BS. Yeah, that's... Every shit. now and then. You know, the PCP, that, that show doesn't... No, no, that's not... Nah, nah. <laughs> <sighs> Crazy Christ I'm fucking uh, Whatever man So it's a nice step down To be working over here <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, it's, it, I mean it's not too different Every once in a while You know I bump into somebody That used to be over there so. I, I was gonna ask If you bumped into anybody <laughs> who's no, fucking all the time Oh really All the time and Fellow like, workers or they, patients uh, We're talking about patients Frankie A, a, a little bit of both oh, okay Th- Have they uh, recognized you When they walk in So like my As much as my appearance Changes over the years I am like the same person All the time The patients used to call me The guy with the hat Right and like most of the time, I'll just I'll be dressed the same way I'm dressed right now. Yeah, with a hat on. All right, and gloves. You know, and it's like it's not too different over here. I see people all the time, and you know, some people get better, some people don't. Yeah, but they they tend to recognize a lot, right, right, a right. lot. And I see a lot of people all the time just walking around Brooklyn or hanging around places like the place down the block or just by hospitals because that's just what their lifestyle is. Right, 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 right. right. Well, listen, I mean, you know, that's it. We got the, we got a homeless shelter down the block and like, you know, listen, 90% of them are fucking, you know, they have psychiatric problems. The reason they're in the fucking shelter. They're fucking shelters, nuts, you know? bro. Yeah, there's not, uh, there's not a lot of like regular people going in and yeah, out of the shelter. This is one shelter, guy right? that he's over there now and it's like, it sucks because I know he's really sick. Yeah. But I did, I used to, when I was working out in Williamsburg doing security over there, I would see this guy early mornings because I would come, I would come early just to like, you know, scope out the place and everything because this is when security was really serious about a year or so ago. And yeah. this guy, he like lived out there like in the street, but he's a very large dude, but harmless, but very sick. I saw this guy eating a decaying bird. Oh uh, God. When like, like seven o'clock in the morning, I was just like, oh man. Uh, and uh, he came in here the other day, went to the ATM, used the ATM, walked out. Wow. Uh, like he doesn't, he always has money. Right, right, right. And he knows he's not all there, but he doesn't, he's not really a problem, but at least he has somewhere to stay now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it, it's much as a pain in the ass like that shelter is sometimes they have, they have a control on it. And listen, they got a fucking place to go. And when they first opened up, we would have some problems. Now they're pretty good about security and like um, walking the block and making sure that nobody's fucking around out front. Oh, there's security got to walk the block? Yeah, at 10 o'clock, they usually, this uh, security person, I mean, a lot, some people on the block had had problems. So really right, right when, um, you know, when, when a couple years ago, 
we found out there was a homeless shelter going on the block and a whole bunch of people on the block started uh, started a petition to try and get it you know stopped and i'm like i didn't even get involved and it was funny because a couple of the businesses on the block were like you know why aren't you why, why would say to their employees who come over here no. like you know why doesn't jeff get involved i'm like dude first of all i know there's nothing that we could say i don't own the property here you know what i mean we rent the fucking space so is it really gonna affect me not really and first of all you know it's in a it's not a residential area these people do need a place to go yeah. you know and is it really gonna affect me not really hopefully it's gonna deter people from fucking building a condo right next door to be honest with you mm. i'm more happy about that mm. you know what i mean <laughs> i don't want fucking regular you know yuppie neighbors next door a shelter down the block as long as they don't bother us over here and they normally don't once in a while i've only had a problem with a couple of them and uh, usually they kind of just walk away yelling at me. You know what I mean? They don't really start up too big of an issue. Um, there's a bar across the street um, that somebody got knocked out mm. by one of the homeless people. <laughs> oh, um, oh, yeah. The, uh, it was, uh, the manager. Yeah, it was the manager yeah. that got knocked out. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they they just, got a big old security dude over now. Oh, yeah, they did. Now they got <laughs> yeah. a big old fucking black guy sitting out front all, yeah. all the time. You know what I mean? But it's like... But I they, don't know. They even tried to mess with it because they were trying to jump him the other night. And oh, I had were they really? over there, but he had it. But um, they, was, they they still try it. Yeah, they, they still try it. Yeah, they got some big boys across the street yeah. that they. Uh, but yeah. and they deal with it more because they're on that side of the street and they walk that side of the street. They kind of they don't really avoid us, but they they they're going to be on their side of the street more than they are ours. Yeah, they so. cross the street over here sometimes or just just walk in the street. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They just I don't know. It's out of the range of whatever it is that they got going on. Yeah. And once in a while, there was that Polish guy, the old Polish guy that was coming in here for a minute. That I was, saw him yesterday. Yeah, that he, he was. Him? Yeah, he was told to stay out of here because he <laughs> would just come in. Hey, we just get drunk and fucking start yelling at people and just getting annoying. Yeah, you know last I mean? time, you know, he had his walker. He was blocking the door with his walker. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he yelled at me yesterday. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm smoking. He goes, "Give me cigarette." I'm like, no. You bad man. I'm like, please, I'm not in the mood, man. I will hit you, man. I'm sorry. You're not my grandfather. I'll need you in the nuts. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, they're, they're told to stay out of the places on the block and stuff like that. So, And they do. And But what happened, I think they've gotten a little more lenient about it when they used to, they had to be inside by 10 o'clock. If they weren't inside by 10 o'clock, they would, they would lock them out. I mean, you man. couldn't get in. So once in a while, you'd have a fucking angry dude walking up and down the block pissed off because he couldn't get into the fucking shelter at 10 o'clock. And he's just huffing and puffing. There was a couple dudes just like, ur, ur, you know, and it, and and that. So, but now they walk the block and they make sure everybody's off the block and all that kind of shit. So, well, so I think they've gotten a little more. I don't know if they actually let them in now, but um, but I know there's not that kind of shit's not happening anymore. So, but yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, but honestly, dude, I would honestly rather that than some yuppies living next door. And <laughs> Be more of a so. problem. <laughs> Hey, the music's too loud. Well, Close your window. Exactly. Close they, your window. These guys I don't know gonna, what to tell you. These guys aren't going to call the cops on me for loud motorcycles and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Isn't bullshit, that how so. you ended up over here in the first place? Uh-huh. Yeah, sort of. I mean, listen, when you know, when we were on 13th Street, <laughs> it was small. And, you know, we were looking to, to, we always wanted a music venue also. That was our goal from the beginning. Um, and then, and, but when we did, the first, like, you know, at the first three years over there were great. Uh, but it was then once... Um, you know the neighborhood we went there was a salvation army over there when we first opened up and then you know million dollar condos go up next mm-hmm. across the street right across the street Let's yeah see. so then they start fucking complaining about the noise and it's like dude you know what you moved into you know what i right. mean so it just makes me nervous like there's a lot of building going on in the neighborhood now 
God forbid, like you know, there's a that 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 gas station on the corner. That's going to be a condos. condo. Yep. Uh, the <laughs> Brooklyn Casket Company they just ripped down. That's going to be condos. Um, so and like next door we have an empty God lot. Damn. Which is yeah. a um, it's a construction place right now, and they still got another year or two left on the lease. You think they might make but, it a parking lot? I, no, they're not going to make it for the condos. a parking lot for the condos. They're not going to make it a parking lot because it, it's basically a parking lot for the construction company right now, mm-hmm. um, and they leased it out for five years, and they only got like another year left on the lease. But they just made this area. Um, you could build residential in this area now. Before you couldn't. They actually just passed it. That's oh, why, wow. That's why you're seeing all this fucking construction going uh, up because they just passed the law that you could do residential around here. But I think with, you know, we have the bar here. We have the club across crazy. the street. We have the brewery across the street also. Hopefully, it's going to deter people from building condos on the block. But the guy next door also, I know, and he's selling it for like three million bucks, an empty lot over there. So who the fuck knows? But. Jeez. I mean, Christ. somebody can make that off building a fucking giant condo. They're going to make Donald's or a KFC or something. <laughs> to make a movie theater, a bowling alley. No, no, we don't have enough condos in Brooklyn. Listen, Five on every block. No, that's not enough. Something cool commercially next door would be great. I would love a fucking bowling alley next door or something yeah, like that. Nice as and drunk, 12 o'clock at night. That's KFC right, right there. Let's no, go, I mean, Frankie man. wants a Kentucky Fried Chicken. But let's bring, bring down all the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Or a White Castles. <laughs> there was that. Uh, the, Frankie, all that stuff's going away. Uh, they just ripped down the Kentucky Fried Chicken that we used to be on 4th Avenue. I think 28th that Street? Down. Really? No, not 28th Street. That one's still there. Okay. I think that's the only one left. There was one closer to Flatbush Avenue. Yes, you're um, right. That one they ripped down. So I think it, they're going to take down every place that you can't sell like a Beyond Burger or something. <laughs> no, <exactly>. True. <laughs> Exactly, like fucking uh, White, White Castles. No, you get them at the supermarket now, White Castles. White Castle, there used to be a White Castle over by 28th Street area also, too. And uh-huh, they, they and ripped, by Fort Hamilton? Yeah, they ripped that down, That's which was fucking oh. funny. It was funny as shit, though, because when they ripped it down, they put like a big fucking um, hotel up there, and it's literally white and blue, just like the fucking White <laughs> Castle. <laughs> yeah. I want people to think White Castle is still over there. I guess. Is that man. room service? Like, oh, oh, what would you like for dinner, hon? Oh, some White Castle. I was bummed when they closed down White Castle. That was good. So you can't get no fast food around? They're getting rid of all the fast food? No, a lot of them. them, They just... uh, I mean, the... there was the McDonald's over here. They just closed that. They, well, that was a couple of years ago. I guess they closed that McDonald's down. That used to be over here on Fourth Avenue. But there's still another one on Ninth Street. Mm-hmm. There's still a Kentucky Fried Chicken up in the twenties. Um, but yeah, not like it used to be. There used nah. to be a, a Burger King on Thirtieth Street. Now that's now a Chipotle. Um, Big improvement. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, it's weird seeing some of the fast food places. There's a Dunkin' Donuts that just got ripped down on like 23rd Street or something like wow. that. What is it now? Krispy Kreme? No, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Listen, it's a giant lot. I mean, it had a, it was a Dunkin' Donuts with a parking lot. Another condo. So that's just going to be more condos. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah. where the fuck are these people all coming from? Is my whole freaking thing. Uh, man. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever, I, man. I, I got a question. We never asked, though. Where are you from, dude? What's your story, man? Where were you born? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm dying. Where were you uh, born? Like, you know, how did you get into guitar? You play, you play guitar and shit. What uh, kind of guitars do you have? All right. Um, I'm from Brooklyn. Born and raised in Brooklyn. Okay. I'm from Bed-Stuy, which a lot of people don't really, they find that hard to believe. You know, I grew up in, a, in the 90s in Bed-Stuy. Totally okay. different demographic than it is now. My yeah. girlfriend, Bed-Stuy. Yeah. I've been there many, Rockway Avenue. Oh, wow. You lived the she next did. train stop. Yeah, the C train. I, yeah. I used to go to for Ralph. Oh, I know the area. How old are you, Jamal? I'm 29. I'll be right. 30 in like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're over the hill. Oh, you're over the hill. When's your birthday? 
Uh, was it a couple of days after yours or before yours? Uh, it's July second. I'm um, the ninth. All right. Oh, somewhere maybe. Yeah. So this is coming. So your thirtieth is coming up. Yeah. All right. So all right. So you grew up in Bed Stuy. Yeah. I was always I was into a totally different you know genre of music coming up, but I always liked music. It right. Kind of helped me get through my day. I had a rough childhood, and I used to escape to music when I could. Like most people, grew up with music and everything, but I didn't. I didn't have a Walkman or a CD player. I couldn't even listen to the radio and all of that. Yeah. And by the time like MP3 players got cool, I was in like high school. Yeah. And I used to like listen to it every day or whatever. And I used to try to sneak it into school. I went to uh, Prospect Heights. We had metal detectors and all that. You couldn't have phones. Couldn't have MP3s. And uh, one day mine got caught. So oh, I'm pissed. Right. And my boy used to get his in every day, and I was like, Yo, let me listen to this for one period. So I listened to his music. He got Alice in Chains. Queen was Slipknot, mm, Mudvayne. I'm like, what the hell is all of this? <laughs> and then the next period, he's like, cool, let me get it. I'm like, man, let me listen to this for one more period. <laughs> I'm listening to all this music that I've never heard before in my life. And I was listening to like gangster rap at the time. Right, right, right. And of course, the next period, I'm like, hey, man, uh, later on tonight, put all your music on my computer. And that's the rest is history. Hey, so mm. you're starting to get and into like, like heavy stuff. Yeah, and it, but like a couple of months later, he's like, "Yo, you listen to heavier stuff than me now." I'm like, "Yeah, man." Nice. And like I have done that to so many people since then. It's it's hilarious. Like my good friend Rudy. Yeah. Like he was listening to like G Unit and Pat Poos when we became close. Right. And now he's listening to Cannibal Corpse playing guitar and all this other nice. stuff now. <laughs> like we just went to the Cannibal Corpse and um, Whitechapel show the other day. Nice. But um. I always wanted to play guitar before I even knew what guitar was. I saw like a a trailer for a video game when I was really young and I just heard this sound. I was like, I don't know what that is, but that's really cool. And eventually I figured out that that was guitar. I was like, cool, I might want to do that one day. And like, I think I was like 13, 14 at the time. I had a little bit of money in my pocket and it was like, Labor Day or something And it's that, uh, that Labor Day sale At a guitar center Get that piece of shit Squire Nice Whatever And I was like Yeah I got it I was all oh, love this And it sucked so bad Yeah listen I mean it's, <laughs> well, That's your first guitar what, Man what, that's what, history What color was it You gotta go for that Oh you know the sunburst Of course <laughs> <laughs> it, stays, you know, it, it stands out in the crowd a, Have all my Fender picks You know <laughs> And like And eventually Like the guitar fucked up And I was just like Oh man I can't play guitar now And this chick That I was like Talking to at the time I kid you not, like her uncles were cartels and yeah. there was like mountains of money in the house and she just swiped a little bit, brought me a Schecter C1 Hellraiser. Wow. And I continued playing that thing until I fucking learned. Now that's all I play on. I play, everything I have is a Schecter. Nice. And like, you know, I was, I was telling somebody uh, just last night that, you know, you could go to school and do all this other stuff, but I didn't have the time or the money to do that. Yeah. I just picked up the guitar and said I'm gonna play this until I learn how to do it and I didn't really learn other people's songs I just have a song in my head every single day yeah, yeah. and I wanna keep messing around with this changing this tone tightening these strings until I could replicate this sound that I hear in my head and you never really realize when you learn how to play and that's just how it is listen man that's the best for me like I never learned to play other people's songs either. I can play riffs here and there, you know what I mean? But never, like, I didn't take lessons. I didn't, like, you know, try learning other people's stuff. I don't know, man. I enjoy it more that way, you know what I mean? Like, to sit there and put the effort into learning somebody else's fucking songs, but I'd rather write my own shit, you know? Yeah, because once you get their song perfectly, it's like, I don't really have the satisfaction that he had when he wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's his song, not mine, or yeah. his or her song, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But I, I mainly just made up my own stuff, and 
I said I wanted to play one day. When I finally like found Lucky Thirteen and yeah. I saw you guys had a stage, I said my goal is to somehow end up on that stage at some point. And if you look at my high school yearbook, what are you gonna be doing in ten years? I swear to you, it says rocking out on the stage. Nice. And right now, <laughs> it's I'm closer now than I ever been. It's a little bit more than ten years, but hey, it's all right. Like I am in a place I thought I would never be. I never thought I would work here, Jeff. <laughs> I never thought I would work here. <laughs> Me and Rudy found this place ten years ago, googling. Metal bars in Brooklyn as a joke. Yeah. Because we said we would never find anything. I just got tired of going places I didn't really want to be around people I didn't really like, listening to music I didn't want to hear. Right, right, right. So we Googled metal bars in Brooklyn, Lucky 13 Saloon. We're like, oh, what the fuck is this? 13th Street? We go over there, we walk in, and again, the rest is history. Nice. I've been coming here for fucking 10 years. And I said one day, like, oh, it would be crazy if I worked here. <laughs> I had no intention. No intention. Let, I just let me ask you a question, Jamal. Yeah. You said you've been to the 13th Street Lucky 13, right? Yeah. Did you ever see the ghost? I didn't see him, but I hear him. Did you get hurt? Hard. Yeah, I'm sorry, Frankie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Frankie, don't I, disrespect I don't Marie. Listen, I don't know if it was a female. Frank, Frankie, he's talking. You're talking about the one here. There was a ghost on the 13th Street location. Same ghost. And most of the, you know, only people like who really had experiences with it were people who worked there. Um, I had a bar back who wouldn't even go in the basement. Like he was so scared to go into the fucking basement <laughs> because like shit had got thrown at him and stuff like that. So she didn't like him. Yeah. She liked me. Everybody yeah, loves I've you. I've definitely no. seen him <laughs> back here once or twice. Not the guy that's yeah, in the lesbian bar. Sorry, guys. There's definitely some something going on a little bit in here. I don't think it's as, it's definitely not as strong as it was on on 13th Street, but there was definitely something on 13th Street that was mm. uh, very active. Like I'm picturing people on the 13th Street going there to take a piss or whatever, and then you fucking hear somebody like tap you or some shit. That's what goes in my brain. No, man, it wasn't like that. It was honestly, it was you know when I was there, it was always I only had experiences when I was there by myself. You know, except the one time when I got thrown off the table, that was the one that fucked me up pretty bad. Um, when we were, I didn't tell you this, when we were moving out, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, it, it had never been gotten like nasty with me or like done anything. It would just like, I, like shit would move around and like all this kind of crap. Um, but, and I always like kind of paid respect to it when I walked in and said hello. But there was only one time that it like got fucking crazy with me when we were moving out and I like stood on a table to take stuff off the shelves to like bring down here. Oh, you hurt your leg bad. And my leg fucking pushed me off the table and I landed on my side and I couldn't walk. Like I had to go to the hospital. Like I was, he was uh, working I bru- that night. I bruised. Nobody was working, Frankie. We weren't open yet. My friend, <laughs> Frank, Frank. No. Frank, oh, that was the other time you fell. No. And then uh, my friend had to actually carry me to the car and like get me in my house and all this kind of shit. And I ended up going to the emergency room that night and I had bruised kidneys and shit. It wasn't that bad, but it was like- Did they ever follow you home? No, 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 no. No. Never followed me home. But it stayed in the place because um, when- So we were out of that place for about a year or so and it's an Irish bar called Patty's now. Yeah. And uh, my father was in town. He's like, oh, I want to see what the old Lucky 13 looks like now. So I'm like, all right, because he helped me build it and stuff. Yeah. So we went and uh, we walked into Patty's and there was nobody in there. And as soon as I walked in, a picture came flying off the wall and hit the floor. And the bartender's like, that's weird, dude. That was nailed onto the fucking wall. And I was like, oh, it knows I'm back. And I was like, yo, this place is haunted, by the way. <laughs> Bye. Good luck. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's like, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, whatever. So they've had some experiences over there. But yeah, it didn't follow me out. Thank God. So you're saying the ghost is a rowdy drunk. 
But it's like, I mean, you don't That's know him, Jamal, but like, listen, I, always, I cleanse this place once in a while. Like, I like to come in here early during the day sometimes by myself, and I'll like give it a clean, i like sage it out and like whatever, try and bring yeah. some good energy. Because listen, there's all, like, you know, Jamal, like, there's a lot of negativity that comes through the door. There's a lot yeah. of positivity that comes through the door also. Not and, me. And people that like, definitely not Frankie, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, People bring some bad energy in here, and I like to, you know, get rid of the energy. Listen, we've had a couple people do like seances on the fucking stage before, mm. and I don't want that shit in here. You know, nah, what I mean? nah, like, nah. How how did that happen? What? How, how, what did they do? Did you walk in the door and like, how the fuck do you get in here? You no, know, they're back there doing no, no, cutting no, no, chicken no. heads off fucking, and shit? Like, no, 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 no. Sacrifices. Like fucking uh, metal, like black metal bands. We've had like black metal bands. We've had, we had a noise band here one time This whole did this whole ritual on stage with candles and like all this kind of shit. And I'm like, whatever, man. I know what I'm doing first thing tomorrow morning. I'm getting here with the stage <laughs> yeah, yeah. and getting that fucking energy out of here, you know? So Yeah, that, uh, uh, that energy thing is real, though. I even though, Whenever I come in in the night, it's simple things where I just say, oh, let me just change the color of the lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because whatever energy is here from the day, we should at least change it to something else yeah. when we're coming in because we're going to be here all night. Yeah, yeah. Anything can happen. It's usually like the witching hour. It's like 2 o'clock. That's when the really weird shit starts to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I can handle most things. Yeah. I'm not fucking Superman. Yeah. I prefer not to have to deal with a lot of things that I deal with just yeah. because I can doesn't mean like I want to get into it with somebody yeah, every you. single night. I really don't And a lot of times Even when I have to like Put people out Or put people in their place It's reluctantly It's like man If this is really What you want to do Yeah What's the craziest thing You ever dealt with here Besides the fucking Shitting in the so, bathroom To me <laughs> uh, I was gonna say To me Nothing that really goes on here At least with the customers Is crazy It was just one time With somebody that used to work here But we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> That was the craziest thing though Which person that used to work here Really? Yeah, I mean, you can kind of hit. Was it another poop story? Nah, it's just somebody like, you know, they were like throwing things and all this other stuff. Oh yes, yeah. Oh fuck that. We can talk about it. We don't have to mention <laughs> their name. But yes, there was there was some drama here with a with a with an old bartender one time, and and um, I had to come down here and fire and the first thing in the morning. And and let was, me let me put something out there since I never got a chance to even say this to her directly. Is I love her to death. Yeah. And be, like we are also another Cancer July baby. Yeah. I kind of could see through a lot of the things that she had going on. I felt like that made her very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I just wanted to understand. I just wanted to be cool with you. And like, she did everything in her power to do the opposite of that. And that is why that's the symbol for cancer. It's just like, man, we do not vibrate the same at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, listen, I love her too. I, I have nothing against her. She has her own issues. Um, and, you know, listen, it just didn't work. And, and she, I think she had a, you know, I we've spoken since, and she had a lot going on at the time, and you know, this, you know, that's a, it's a hard thing to do here is not bring your shit through the door, you know, it's right. really hard to do that in this business. Um, listen, there's a big reason why. I mean, I don't bartend anymore, you know, because of. I have, a, I have a hard time leaving it at the door sometimes, you know what I mean? And, but when I'm, you know, just here hanging out, I can just go in a corner and sit in a fucking corner. I can have a drink and chill out. You know, I'm not, I don't have to be on constantly. But yeah. when you're a bartender, you got to be on, you know, and you got to leave your shit at the door. And like the last thing you want to come do as a patron coming in, like listening to the bartender bitch, you're coming in here to bitch yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's, how, that's what it was, man. And like, yeah, everybody's going through their own things. And because... You know, I work with a lot of people that I guess you could say when I first started didn't have the best method of leaving it at the door. I yeah. come in with enough energy for everybody. Yeah. But like I was going through something around that time too. I told you about that. And yeah, it's yeah. like, man, you I wasn't even working that day. Yeah. Everybody nobody was available. 
and I stepped up. Yeah. And because I knew she was going to have a hard time working by herself. And, and, you know, those are the not, it's funny, man. I feel like, listen, I feel like everything's a test too. You know what I mean? Like to myself personally, like growth and all this kind of shit. But it's like how you, ha- you handled that situation very well. A lot of people would not have handled that situation. And, and I don't well. even feel like I did. Yeah, I no, you did like, You did just fucking fine. Man. You didn't lose your shit. You kept calm. You know what I mean? Like. Kind of lost my shit a little bit. Ah, what are you going to do? <laughs> listen, you didn't go crazy. I mean, I, 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 whatever. Like it. You know, I've dealt with situations not properly at certain times, but it's, you know, it it didn't get in a, out of control where we were like, well, Jamal should have done this. No, you were fine, you know, and, and you know, nobody's fucking perfect. And, um, you know, I was disappointed the way she had handled the situation. But listen, man, sometimes, you know, shit gets a little fucking weird. And, 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 and you know, and this, it's funny, I was talking to a guy about it ton, uh, this weekend about, you know, being in this business so long. And listen, I, you know, I've been doing this almost 20 fucking years now. And it's crazy, you know, the first five years, I can even say the first seven years being in business, I didn't handle things well at all. You know what I mean? I was a fucking, I was drinking every single night. And you as know, you should have been, you I, own a bar. Exactly. Are you kidding me? And like, and especially, deal with the customers. Well, and especially the first year, I mean, I was, you know, 29, 30 years old when we first opened and I was coming down here, like, you know, you know, going to a 13th street location, like, fuck yeah, dude. Like we just opened up a bar, but I didn't realize what was, I was a weekend warrior, dude. Like I went out on the weekends and drank, you know, and and it wasn't even every weekend. Um, so to go from that to now drinking seven nights a fucking week to, you know, being the part of this, like I made so many drunk, stupid mistakes and some sober ones too, but mostly drunk mistakes. (laughs) It happens. It happens. You know, and it's still learning. Like, you know, even still now, uh, you know, I only hang out till about two o'clock in the morning. That's about when I start to dip because I know, you know, myself, like sometimes I'll hang out till four, but nine times out of 10, I'm going to start like an an asshole after two o'clock. I'm going to be sitting at the bar lighting up cigarettes at the end of the bar. But why? Because I can. You know what I mean? You only but you know what though i shouldn't be fucking doing that it's, it's you a said bad a better example you said a better example I for do, customers but, you know i have my moments of fucking stupidity yeah, too like when but. you come in the back and you piss down the drain it's your bar you have the right yeah but you know it's fucking a, whatever it's so. funny <laughs> Yeah, and listen, some things I do, times I do things because I can, but it's like... That's it, man. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's been a, you know, whatever, man. It's a, it's a, but it, so being in this business too, and, and you know, I've also seen people go and come into this business and after a couple of years, they're like, I'm done. They're like, dude, I can't do it anymore. And you see it destroy some people. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I've had friends who, who or, or people who have come to work with, who I've become friends with now, who, you know, they can't hold their booze. You know what I mean? I have some bartenders that are questionable yes. on being able to hold their booze. And oh, they yeah. tell, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's a crazy business, man. And, and, and you have to get some sort of self-discipline. It, 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 if you're going to have some sort of longevity to it, you know, yeah. because it's not yeah. fucking I hear easy. that. And yeah. even like, and coming into this, something that I'm learning like every day, not that I shouldn't take my job seriously, but every job that I've had before this has been like, if you make a mistake, it's like life threatening. Yeah. Like I've started doing security during the pandemic where like, I got to be at 200% all the time. Yeah. But a lot of times when I'm here, I take a lot of things way too seriously. Yeah. Cause you, you got to, you got to relax every now and then. And I'm starting to learn that you got to chill. And you know, there was an instance here 
you know, not long ago, I guess you were here at that, you were here, you must have been here at that, yeah, you were here at that point. Um, there was an instance here that I don't want to get into too much detail either, but there was a problem with a customer and he disrespected the bartender. And the bartender was very offended by Dean, was disrespected, but he's also not somebody you fuck with. You know what I mean? Mm. And, you know, you know, and as being, you know, like owning places like this and, and you got to eat shit sometimes, you know what I mean? Like you can't. You got to have thicker skin. You got to have thicker thicker skin and and at times like you know you can't let your pride fuck with you because you know you it's gonna get you in trouble you can't be like yeah. you know fuck this guy whatever it's like, you know what because there's always somebody bigger there's always somebody stronger there's always somebody crazier you got to learn how to diffuse situations yeah. and make light of them you know what i mean so for sure for sure and yeah that's I, I remember the situation you're talking about too and like you know I worked in a psych hospital. There is no insult that somebody can hurl at me that I haven't heard something a hundred mm. times yeah. worse. Yeah. Like we were, we got called mongrels like a like an old like by an old white lady before. We're like, right. wow, right. haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> she called yeah. us serfs and mongrels. Yeah. Serfs, Jesus Christ, Jesus. Wow. Like, come on, yeah. man. And, well, and that's you know, it's funny, man. Like I've had people get in my face here, um, and you know, and I don't have friends like kind of standing back, like, dude, I don't know how you deal with that and i'm like some dude was like calling me out one night like in my face like right in my face and i'm also like listen karma's a bitch because it's gonna come right back around and he was in my face calling me a pussy and all this i'm like whatever dude and he was the one that called the cops he ended up calling the cops Mm. and then the cops came and then he like um you know he ended up calling the cops and you know they ended up throwing him you know make sure he got off the block you know what i mean and whatever he was he was a dickhead and you know, but people also want to push you because they want to sue you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and one of the oh, worst. the American way, bro. The, 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 the time. The, the only time I really lost it was a couple of years ago. We had just gotten sued. Um, and listen, you know, you get sued. It could shut down the business here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and if it's over something stupid, it's you know it's not fucking worth it. And, we, and so we had a we had a guy we had a girl here that sued us, and she ended up getting fucking money. And then a couple weeks later, um, this one girl comes in, and she kept the, before you could drink outside the bar. She kept walking outside with a drink in her hand, and the fucking uh, bartender, the door guy, was like, "Listen, you can't walk outside with the drink in your hand. You can't drink outdoors." And she's like, and finally the third time she did it, the fucking door guy grabbed the fucking drink out of her hand and fucking put it on the fucking bar. And uh, she's like, where's the manager? Where's the manager? And and uh, whatever, I don't know who fucking told her I was, but fucking. Uh, they pushed you like, out? Yeah, she's like. Him right there in the back. She's no. like, she's like, uh, she's like you're, here, you're the owner. I'm like, yeah. She's like, you know, I could fucking sue you for fucking whatever. And I was like, right there. I was like, get the fuck out. Get, I don't give a fuck what happened. You just told me you could sue me. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and you see. And, and the, she the was sign, like, no drinks past this point. Yeah, and yet you did it three times. And she was like, uh, what? I was like, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck. You're going to tell me you're going to fucking sue me, right? Get the fuck out. You know what I mean? That's the last time I like actually lost my temper, um, like dealing with shit. But yeah, man, you do. You have to have a thick skin. And it was not your fault at all. And you said the bouncer said, miss, please. And she kept doing it. And I, I, you're not that fucked up, honey. Come on. Yeah. I'd be mad too. Like. Gotta take it inside. There's always but gonna be somebody that tries you, like every night. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah, yeah. Night. And you always. gotta be higher than that. You don't have to be bigger, tougher, or anything like that. Like, cause I used to manage a security company out of this, and I used to tell guys every day, everybody's gonna have an attitude. It's up to you to have a good one. Yeah. It's your responsibility, as a matter of fact. Yeah. 
And then that's it. You just got to, like you said, you got to have a thick skin about it. And just be in, and I've seen you handle situations like, you know, some dudes like wanting to argue with you. Like, yo, let's go talk about it outside. You get them outside and then boom, it's like situations defused. You know what I mean? Because also too, when something blows up, like in the crowded bar or something like that, everybody wants to get involved. Yeah, and you they want to yell a lot louder. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Who are you? I, I just met you. <laughs> and you, you got to be able to navigate through that. And also, not everyone. There are people like like myself and like uh, whatever guy is like working to do that day. I'm able to navigate in that, right? Like when I have to put out one guy in a group of five people, I don't need a bunch of people surrounding me yep. dealing with this because this can go left or right. Yep. And I and I usually handle it very well if I, if I can. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like if somebody has to go outside, it's not like, oh, I have to I have to physically remove you. I have to be tougher than you. It's like the goal is to get you outside. Yeah. And, and that's it, really. Yeah. And, and, like, it is, it was, and as soon as you get them outside, it like kind of calms the bar down, like, like whatever. Listen, but I've had bouncers here who like immediately just grab them and drag them the fuck out. And would try not to make that happen anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. it's like that just goes bad and it gets everybody. Well, then you go back to the lawsuit shit. But it's the, the lawsuit <laughs> oh, that stuff. friends come outside. Hey, what are you doing? Well, in this? And to go back, the guy that got in my face the one time who was kept calling me a pussy and stuff was because um, he kept starting a problem in there. And we had told him three times before to leave. Yeah. And he didn't leave. So finally, my door guy grabs him and drags him outside and throws him on his face. And um, when the cops came, um, you know, he was like, he was like, oh, he dragged me out and whatever. And the cops were like, yeah, let me see the footage. So I showed him the footage. And you can clearly see him being spoken to multiple times. And when he did, and the cops just went outside, he was like, listen, man, sometimes I have to get physical. Sometimes they have to get physical. And that's when the guy was like, fuck you. What's your, what's, and so when he, you know, after that, he's like, what's your badge number? Like, it's just like, here uh, we go. Yeah, he wanted to fight yeah. with everybody to say, hole. Yeah, he was a fucking jerk off. So whatever. That's what you got to do. I got another question for you, Jamal. Yep. How the fuck did you get to be? Like, how did, how did you get to work in the greatest heavy metal fucking bar in the world? You'd have to ask Melody that. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, like right at the beginning of like the pandemic, that's like the first time I've ever met you. Yeah. And I had just showed up the first day you guys opened back. I just, you know, came out to support, have a couple drinks, whatever. I was like, oh, this guy, this guy got to be Jeff. I just introduced myself, you know, thanks for making a fucking play like, place like this. I've been coming here a long time. If you ever need somebody like when you guys are back on your feet, like to be at the door or to fucking wash the toilet, anything just to get my clean shit off yeah. the ceiling. I said that with, <laughs> with humility. It's like, you know, if you ever need anything, I just want you to know who I am. Yeah. You're a good person, but Jamal. I, you are. Thanks, Reggie. Well, and I can tell you too, like, listen, he stuck around long and it was like good timing too. Like a lot, it's a lot of times when people get hired here too, it's good timing. He hung around long enough and like he was helping out. Like, cause you were here, like when, when we had to bring the tables in and outdoors, cause we were only allowed outdoor shit mm-hmm. and like all the, so, and, 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 and Jamal was always the one stepping up. Like he would sit here and help us close the fucking place up and like right. not ask for anything. You know what I mean? So he was a, like, we saw he was a good dude and he, and he had work ethic also too. Like one to hang out, not ask for anything to like help us bring shit in and out more than some of the employees we've had. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was kind of easy when uh, we needed a fucking bar back and it was like, Oh, who are we going to ask? It was like, well, and, you know, yeah, so. I just got a text from Melody one day. Can you work Saturday? I was like, yeah. Cool. And then oh, that was shit. it. Yeah. That's just history. It's, yeah. it's actually going on a year now. Is it going uh, on a year? Uh, in May. I guess it's got to be because we opened Next up, month. Well, it's already April. Because we opened up in mid-March because um, we were closed down for three months. And then we opened mm. up in mid-March. So, yeah. Fucking cool. Oh, there you it go. Definitely made Good the karma. Day, the day where we didn't have to wear masks inside anymore. All right. 
It was that day. Nice. I worked the next day. Dude, it's just fucking crazy that just like this went on. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. thinking about it. Like you know, last year we had to wear you had to wear masks and like all. The, you, you still know, see those Looney Tunes out there doing it? I don't fucking yeah. care. I'm calling them Looney Tunes because yeah. you're in your car. Give it to the end of summer. Give it to the end of summer. It's gonna be like two years. I'm used to it. I still wear mine. I had my shots. My test, I'm clean, thank you, God. But it's like, after two years, I'm used to the fucking mask. Excuse me. And some places, a supermarket, mask required. Even if I show proof, I've been vaccinated two times. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care. But you know what? Instead of Frank arguing. Frankie always has a mask on his chin. <laughs> I do, because I smoke. My, I brother's, a- my brother's like, poke a hole in it, cut a hole in it. You know, I probably will one day. Yeah, but Frankie, that would defeat, defeat the whole purpose of a fucking mask. Exactly. My mask will smell like nicotine, <laughs> and it will smell better. Uh, all right, we're going to get to some Frankie news and start winding down a little bit. <laughs> Frankie. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, I missed it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dear listeners, this is so funny. It's not metal band related, but it's... Um, man I, feel like, arrested, I feel like this is good news. Man arrested for exposing himself and masturbating four times in front of a female passenger on Southwest flight. Was he first class? Yeah, right. <laughs> he was trying to be. Well, how long was the flight? <laughs> four times? Dude? Yeah, I know, right? Really? It was from like it was a sh- it was uh, Seattle or something like that. Where did that happen, Frankie? You're supposed to read the news beforehand. A man has been arrested for after he allegedly touched himself repeatedly while seated next to a woman on a Southwest Airlines flight. Yes. Well, was he going to Brazil? Yeah. I mean, like, how hard are these flight attendants? Yeah, right. It was a woman sitting next to him, and apparently, he said he asked her repeatedly. Yes. If, uh, what? The man identified yeah. as Antonio Sherrod Mc. Uh, McGrady, yeah. according to court documents, touched himself inappropriately at least four times within the first hour of the flight on Saturday. Within there within was in a movie. First, there was an in-flight movie. I guess within the first hour. Yeah, she must have been hot. I have to say. I mean, she must have been a hell of a guy four yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> the court determined that Mr. McGrady exposed his penis. It's so funny and masturbated while in view of the female passengers sitting next to him. He was what, 27, I think he was? Uh, Mr. McGreedy allegedly pulled down his pants. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. He then fell asleep. Yo, he had to be on some kind of Yeah, he's got to be on Oh, my gosh. Which is when the woman informed the flight crew and also uh, uh, showed photos, you know, that was going on. So she was fucking videotaping and photographing him fucking whack his dick off. But wait, she was then Who's sicker, him or her, bro? (laughs) She did it. I think she did it. They moved. I'm sorry. the The flight crew moved into another seat. Yeah, she, Could you still see him whack off? I don't know. She did it for proof to show that this guy was pulling his dick out. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. How old was the guy? 27, I think. Was he 27 uh, or 37, Frank? It did say in there, but. Somewhere. The FBI, officials at Phoenix. I thought he was 27, but he looks 37 definitely in the There's no picture of him. That's so funny, man. Come on. Hit on the students. You can't make that shit up. Yeah, really. Watch your porn. You know, download a porn on your cell phone. That's crazy. That's the last thing I'm thinking about when I'm on a plane is fucking, bro. I'm like, please let this shit land. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
There's a lot of foreign girls. If you're going to Brazil, I think you might get lucky. You know, oh, a white guy, get him. <laughs> you know, I think you might Man, get lucky. If you're 27 years old, jerking off on a fucking plane, you're not getting lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, that's sad. At least go to the bathroom. No. no. And four times in one hour, like I said, man, one, that's one hell of a dude. Yeah, really. God bless, man. I don't have that stamina anymore. Looks 37. Uh, Does he have a fucking bald spot, too? You know, guys are, you know, guys are fucking animals. You know, listen, I've never had the fortune, I've never been fortunate enough where some chick starts masturbating next to me on the fucking plane. You know what I mean? Like, I'd help her. Happen. I'd help her. I know you would, Frankie. Oh, you're the man. I go down. I go down her in a heartbeat. Oh, hold on, I got it. Hold Some of the most Wait disturbing conversations I, I have to hear is Frankie talking about eating pussy. I <laughs> love the clitoris. <laughs> oh, she man. is my friend. Oh my god! <laughs> when you say it, it sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla versus clitoris. <laughs> oh, Next story, Francis. Allison Chains, Lane Stanley passed away 20 years ago today. Wow, it's been that long? Yeah, 20 fucking years. These are some of the best tributes. It is. I, Frank, I didn't put them all in there because it was like 40 pages long. Yeah, no, so yeah, it published 40, mi- 40 minutes ago by Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that guy masturbating on the plane. I need more pot right now, That's man. Crazy. That's so fucking funny. That's crazy. It was that long ago. <laughs> And would you say fucking Kurt Cobain was how long ago also? Yeah, uh, Kurt Cobain was 28 years ago 28 today. Years ago. Really? Yeah, he blew his fucking brains out. I'd shoot myself too if I was married to Courtney Love. There's not enough heroin, man. I'd shoot myself too. Yeah, she was, I don't know, she was like dirty hot back in the day. No, Jeff, you hit the nail on the head. She goes from pretty to shitty. You know, she's great. I have her music right now on my cell phone. I listened to Celebrity Skin this morning. Great. <laughs> but then, but once she gets on whatever drug she was taking, she just went, wow, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know they didn't write none of that fucking Celebrity Skin shit, bro. They fucking hired some fucking great oh, hell writers, yeah. bro. Hell yeah. To, to go from fucking live through this to Celebrity Skin is a real big well, fucking job. Yeah. Well, and it's, I think, I think uh, Billy Corgan helped her write all that stuff. Like the first, al- I mean, her first album was Hole with, I think, Kurt Cobain helped her write all that kind of shit. Because yeah. it was actually a good album, that first Hole record. Mm. And then, but then, um, yeah, then the celebrity stench shit skins started. I like out. that yeah, they, song. They, they didn't even like the drummer they had. They fucking they they told her to sit it out, and they fucking hired a Johnny One Take. Mm. <laughs> she couldn't <laughs> keep, keep beat. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was Billy Corgan who uh, who, who helped her write the second record, and it was very polished. The second one, so yeah. Now she's like, what a born again Buddhist or something. She's uh, or did she invent like the my pillow? What that other wackadoo? A born again millionaire, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, really. It's where Kurt's money went. Oh, sorry, my finger. Okay, next article. Food Fighters won three rock gra- uh, Grammys last night. The who? Food fi- Foo Fighters won three uh, rock Grammys last, uh, last night. Taylor Hawkins, you know, uh, mentioned. What did they win? What did they win? They won for... Uh, okay, Food Fighters won Grammys in the best rock album, best rock song, and best rock performance. You know it's fucked up though, man. They pay a tribute to everybody but Joey Jordanson mm. and fucking uh, the homie from uh, that had uh, the the record label, but they were signed to that signed Metallica. Yeah, I forgot his fucking name. God, I feel fucking bad. Oh God, man. The guy that signed Metallica. Yeah, the guy that signed Metallica. Fucking uh, his his uh, his record label. I was reading about that this morning too. Was that Electra? Was it Electra Records? No, no, no. Who the fuck? Is, oh, what the fuck? Is I know it was that? Michael Alago was the one who signed him. Who's he? Uh, there's actually a really good documentary called Who Mega the Fuck? Force, really good. Mega Force Mega Records. Force fucking, Records. Uh, that, and I'm familiar with, I'm not being stupid, which I usually always am, but no, I was just, 
Okay, Megaforce, that, that I know, that brand name. Yeah, Michael Lago was the one who signed uh, Metallica huh. for the first big record deal. Um, I mean, I know what's it called. They put out some singles with Metal Blade Records in the beginning with Brian Slagle and all that stuff. But then when they okay, got their big record deal, the guy Michael Olago um, signed them. And there's a really good documentary called uh, uh, Johnny's Azula. All right. Mm. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't fucking mention him at the fucking Grammys either. Well, the Grammys is shit, though, man. But I mean, but fucking Joey Joe to slip not one Grammys, dude. And yeah. It's like you're not going to mention anything about him. Yeah, all that fucking award shows is all fucking yeah. bullshit. Well, anyways. at least nobody got fucking slapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody got slapped. Right? Metalheads don't do that. Yeah, no. Oh the Metalhead yeah. bunch on stage die. They don't slap. Yeah. I think Metalheads can take a joke too. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, they can they could take a slap too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll all laugh about it at some fucking bar later. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Chris Rock is from where you're from, bro. I know. He could take a smack. Actually, I grew up on the same block that Chris Rock grew up on. No shit. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That uh, show he had, Everybody Hates Chris, that's Chauncey Street. That's where I grew up. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. That's a funny show, man. That's a funny show. A lot of the shit that he said on that show was very, very, very much true. Yeah. That's right. He grew in Bed-Stuy, Chris. That's right. You had that corner store? Yeah, so you remember the school that he always wanted to go to down the block where they were all shooting and carrying on? Yeah. I went to that school. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Did you have a guy on the block saying he wanted to borrow a dollar? So I, that's actually the, like, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, holy shit. That, that's when you first start to get robbed and you, did, you just didn't know that was happening. Yo, dude, let me hold a dollar every single day for like five years. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, I'm getting robbed by this guy. It's like when I went to bed Daytime, it was cool. Nighttime, it became the OK Corral. And when I would go see my beloved Deborah, I'd get there at 10.30 after work. Literally, drug dealers shooting one each other at each other across the street. They would stop and look at me because I was the only fucking white guy there at 10.30. They're like, let him go. I know who he's going. I said... You got a dime bag? Thank you. Go ahead, guys. I, I shoot you <laughs> not. Shoot you little little not. Dime bag. It's a, a, yeah. It's a good thing Frankie was little. They went right at the bullet. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah, gonna, I know. I really shit you not. Daytime, it was fine. Nighttime, okay, corral. Well, I had, yeah, the I only white guy home. here at 1030 at night. Let him go. I used to run home from the train station over there growing up. It's crazy, though. It's a different neighborhood now, though. Yeah, like literally everybody killed each other. So. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and they're going to build more condos. Yay. Yeah, there's a coffee shop where I last saw like a drive-by a couple of years ago. Yeah. Wow. Oh, time's changed. Yeah. Oh, time's changed. Okay, you read this one. No, Frankie, go ahead. <laughs> you read this one. <laughs> the airplane one, I'm sorry. This is so, so fucking You know that funny. guy's going to end up in here eventually, right? <laughs> he we probably would come yeah. here. I'll yeah. get a yeah. podcast or like a 10-minute video like that little white guy, the bagel boss or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, listen, I've, heard, I've caught guys masturbating in the bathrooms before and shit like that. <laughs> in here? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we got to yeah. put the a stall spot. between what the... What the, the fuck, two, man? That's crazy. Because it, the most awkward interactions are in the bathroom because it's kind of quiet like yeah, it is back yeah. here. And you like one dude will be like standing at the toilet, the other dude's at the urinal and they're just like... Sup, dude? <laughs> and it's like, can it help? You know what? I, you know what's funny? I, I had, you know, I always say this: like, there's always something new in here, like that happens. Listen, I walked into the fucking bathroom on Friday night. I was here, and uh, this dude goes to the fucking urinal, and then he puts his phone on the little shelf right there and starts blasting the Cure. And I'm like. And I'm kind of like, what the fuck is he doing on his phone? Like, just get this band playing, you know what I mean? So, and uh, 
he turns around, he's taking a piss, and he finishes, and he turns the music off, and he goes, and he fucking goes over to wash his hands, and I'm, like, taking a piss and looking over there, and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, dude, I have to listen to music so I can uh, take a piss in public. I'm like, mm. all right, man. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Whatever God. floats your boat, dude. Whatever floats your boat. It's got to be the cure. <laughs> no one else but the cure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's always firsts, man. Every oh, my week. gosh. <laughs> Sacred... Sacred rights, Phil Rind, hospitalized for a non-COVID illness. Oh, that had to deal with uh, his asthma. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Rind was hospitalized on March 19th with a non-COVID illness. Rind said he began feeling ill last weekend, struggling with his asthma as a result. Yeah, I, I love how they fucking say, always had to say they got to specify it's not non-COVID. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Because there's no other diseases in the world right now. Exactly. Right, right. Gonorrhea All is the still going strong. Diseases aren't popular. <laughs> well, it's funny because at, at first there was a rumor that it was COVID because um, I heard somebody said they were at one of the shows and he was on stage and he was basically like, "Listen, I can I can't really breathe so good right now. I can sing the songs no. or I can play guitar." And they're like, uh, "What do you want to do?" And everybody was like, "Yeah, just play guitar." So it was like a fucking. Uh, yeah, so he, but he was apparently he was having a hard time breathing. But yeah, he said, I'm sorry, it was cause of his asthma. Then TMZ or Entertainment Night would say, well, now it, it, it was COVID. Well, you know, like like Jamal said, it's me and Emily, great bartender. We goof on them all the time. Like I burped, I farted. It's COVID. Oh, taxes! Oh, they raise taxes. It's COVID. It's it's, it's getting that bad. It's, He's like, a it's COVID. Genius, Frankie. He's a comical genius. <laughs> it's COVID. It's making us laugh every. I day. got a traffic ticket. No, <laughs> dude, you know why? Not because I was illegally parked. No, no, dude, COVID. It's a tax write off. All right, you like, fucking genius. Hey, Come on. Is COVID a tax write off? Come on. No, I finished all the stories, but I want to read the airplane story again. I yeah, really you want to read the airplane do. story and jerk off. Hey, boy, listening to the cure. Uh, I got, got, one, got one on, on the cure. I think you put it down. Sepultura's drummer broke his leg. Oh, I thought I put that one in there. Did I oh, not, Frankie? It? Yes, it is. Where did it go? I'm on, Frankie. Right. I'm slipping. I'm just on an airplane story. You're slipping, bro. You're yeah. about to go first class you know, and jerk oh off. Oh, my God. I, I listening always, to the cure. I always put him in order for him, too, and then he just fucking... Uh, yes. Sepultura drummer breaks his leg, returns home from tour early. How'd he break his fucking leg? He was masturbating yeah, on an it's airplane. <laughs> we found the guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was him. I'm sorry. It's so funny. She was uh, jerking oh off God. on an airplane, broke his leg, and got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> a non-COVID illness. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What happened? Why did you block it out? Frank, I didn't block anything out. <laughs> I could censor it, Frankie. Yeah. Airplane story so funny. His uh, he broke his leg, but he will be he he will be returning to Brazil early, according to a non distested Instagram post. Oh, there's no point in him being on fucking tour if you got a broken leg and you're the drummer. Exactly. Maybe he was I, that guy. I said yeah. he was going to Brazil. The Southwest. Do we know how he even broke his leg, Frankie? No, because look, it's blocked. Frankie keeps it simple. It, it keeps it really simple. See, look, blocked. Told you. Some FBI shit, bro. They blocked it all. <laughs> it's a fucking ad. He was masturbating <laughs> on a sound. Oh, right. Like, oh, my God. That's so funny. All right. We've hit past the hour mark. And, uh, oh, my. Well, Jamal, thank you for fucking coming on, man. Yeah, man. Any, anytime. It was good having you. We'll have you on again in another couple months and fucking have some more crazy shit stories. Yeah, I'll have and some crazy shit. Stuff. Hopefully, by then, I'll have some more music to talk about because I'm working on my shit right now, too. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, hold on, man. Yeah, you, you fucking... Uh, you're in a band or like? Well, 
I'm working like a solo thing right now. Initially, when I started music, I was in a band, and now that I'm doing it, I'm the only one doing it. Oh shit! So, but um, it's it's coming together. But by the time I hopefully I do get to play here eventually, I'll have a bunch more you guys will. to do it. You will. And listen, that's what's good about honestly working here. I mean, you know, I listen before I even fucking had this place, I was looking to play with people forever, and I couldn't find people and all this kind of shit. But you know, being here, you're going to keep making connections, and you're going to meet those right people. I mean, that's how point. I met the guy that's recording my record right now. Not exactly. See, that's so, what's going to happen. You're going to meet the right yeah. dudes and. So fucking, it's gonna I'm happen. looking for just about everything that a band needs right now other than a guitarist. So. Well, you heard it out there, folks. He needs a bass player. He needs a fucking drummer. Or you need a vocalist or no? Uh, I can do a little bit of both, but it'll help to have a vocalist, a, a decent one. Come on, guys. Get at him, bro. Yeah. Wide range. What kind of style are you looking to do? Uh, man, it's, it's still kind of hard yeah. to tell. I've been told like, you. <laughs> people that listen to it say it's like, like progressive kind of like death metal but i feel like there's a lot more elements in it than just that it's just a combination of everything i listen to without really sounding like the bands that i listen to cool so it, i sound like anything that you hear me play when i'm playing music here cool. but like once i have things more together i'll let you oh, i gotta send it to you so you can hear it yeah send it to me i like yeah. to hear it man yeah. could i hear it on an airplane oh, <laughs> i'm sorry no, jamal you're a great right, person on that fucking note <laughs> um, so yo so jamal go ahead plug yourself if you want to put your instagram out or anything like that do you have so people can contact you if they do want to fucking you know ask about your music or jam with you or something like that um, instagram do you have instagram facebook all that shit yeah i don't have i'm not putting anything on instagram right now just because i'm working on it and once i do have something more solid i'm going to start putting up more music stuff it was supposed to be mainly for music it just became more personal mm-hmm. But my Instagram is the diamond eye. It's underscore the underscore diamond underscore I. You can hit me up and ask me anything. When I have time, I'll answer. Cool. I'm busy like 99% of the time, but I answer anytime. Awesome. Cool, man. So come say what's up to Jamal Frankie. You want to plug your fucking Instagram? Frankie has an Instagram? No, yeah, I'm on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so yeah. fucking funny. All right, come visit Frankie for it during the day and d Rotten. Give us your shit. Uh, yeah, man. Make sure you, uh, you can check out Front of Dungeon Podcast every uh, Wednesday, uh, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern time. We'll go live on uh, all the fucking platforms. Uh, I might be taking a break soon, though, just to fucking take a break on it because I'm doing this and another podcast. So I'm just going to pull back a little bit on my main one. Just take a break from it, you know? Like, gotcha. You know, spend some time with the wife and shit, man. I hear you. How long have you been married? Uh, too long, Frankie. <laughs> too long. God bless. But it don't take flight anywhere on Southwest. Uh, I keep, Frankie, I'm lucky I can come here. Look, <laughs> <laughs> you can find a parking spot around here. At the 330, you can. All right. Thank you, guys. We will talk to you next week. Make sure you like and subscribe and uh, fucking hit the like and uh, subscribe button on uh, Lucky 13 Podcast. Follow them everywhere on iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And hopefully we'll be able to get on Spotify and all the other good stuff. Awesome. All right, my motherfuckers, take Next it easy, week. man. Peace out. Peace. Don't fly Southwest. That's <laughs> so, so fucking funny.
Tell me where are you now? And tell me if you know how. Yeah, when my day comes to an end, yeah, when my day comes to an end, I fucking do it all again. Yeah.